Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. Today on the Ether, into the interchain with Shade Protocol and friends. Let's take a listen. Hey, everyone. Uh, Carter, I will bring you up as a speaker and I will bring up Fisco as well. Look, man has the fastest draw in the West. <laughs> I mean, that. That's unbelievable. Dare I say almost programmatic. It, it's, it's impressive either way. Just right, right on the draw. Actually, speaking of Into the Interchain, ter- the Tariff Bases uh, account would be interesting to bring up here if they wanted to hop on and talk about their experience with what it means to cover and listen to the entire Interchain because that's a, it's a fascinating role. Yeah, we can we can definitely bring uh, them up. I know we've got a set agenda uh, to cover, and then for the like the community portion of the call, which will probably be a little bit longer today, uh, I'd be I'd be more than happy to bring them up. Boom, deal. Uh, Boy BTC as well. Um, I see that you requested. We will definitely be willing to answer your question uh, during the community portion of this call. Uh, but we are going to have a a panel discussion here uh, with Carter and Fisco. And myself and then when we get to the community ama uh we can definitely bring you up if you if you do have a question perfect i saw your response in the chat there um well yeah i think uh we'll let the we'll let the room fill up a little bit uh if you guys haven't shared the tweet that i just sent out uh saying that we're live please do uh please like it and retweet if you can uh we'll we'll try and fill the room here in the next couple minutes and then we'll get started I do have a question. I know, you know, here at Shade Protocol, we're always curious about what fall is. And I see that there's something that changed with the Shade Protocol profile logo. Could you, could you walk me through that? <laughs> uh, well, he's, he's actually in the call. Uh, but our UI UX designer, uh, Judd, gave a little, gave a little festive, festive uh, update to the Shade Protocol uh, logo here, but it's a, it's just the spooky version of the of the Shade Protocol logo. So, as if Dark Five wasn't spooky enough. Yes, exactly. But uh, hopefully, we'll be able to we'll be able to kind of tweak the the Shade logo to to what's going on throughout the year. Uh, but this is just the the first of many. But, uh, who else do we have in here, Carter? I am fed I've seen you on Twitter, but I actually don't know if I've ever seen you in a in a Twitter space. So so welcome. If I'm not mistaken, that's the legendary Yoda, one of the OG Secret Network members. I might be completely off on that, but I think that Anon matches up. <laughs> nice. All right, let's let's kick it off here. Um, first off, everybody, welcome. Uh, thank you for joining the Twitter space today. So. Today we're going to be covering a new series that we're starting here at Shade Protocol called Enter Into the Interchain with Shade Protocol and Friends. 
Uh, basically, this is going to be a Twitter space series and a YouTube series that we explore the interchain. We explore all the projects that are, that are going on in the cosmos and beyond uh, and, and what they mean to the cosmos and, and how they're impacting the ecosystem overall. So the first question I want to pose uh, to the panel here, Carter, myself and Fisco is, is how important is education not only in the cosmos, but in, in the DeFi space, uh, in the crypto blockchain space? Yeah, I think, I think uh, essentially like education and community are really tightly interwoven. Whenever, whenever you're able to sit down with a different community and talk with their, their thought leaders or their community members and just share with each other about what you're building, it really opens up this opportunity to teach other people about the protocol and allow them to join, join your community. So I think the value of education is it's also like an opportunity to build, build community. They're both very interwoven into each other. And the more friendly we are with educating anyone and everyone, um, you know, the, like we, you, you want that welcome to be very, very warm and, um, and welcoming. Uh, I think it's a, a big differentiator in Cosmos is it's just kind of like this open source community. It's not uh, super tribalistic within like the IBC, in my opinion. I think inter L1s have a lot of politics and drama, but I think like IBC wide, there's a lot of um, alignment with the with the dream of, of Cosmos, which is why this is called Into the Interchain. It's our opportunity to kind of sidestep the politics and the drama and just return to the basics of learning about all the different protocols and the amazing builders and the stories behind them and allow communities of both sides to, you know, peek, peek into something new and something, something fresh. That's ultimately what this is all about. Absolutely. I think, I think the really, the really key piece is that the community welcome, the welcoming of the community and new members to the community always has to be the warm, the warm and the fuzzy. It can't be the cold kind of calculated approach. Um, otherwise, there's a very, very distinct drop off in, in user retention and, and user acquisition as well. But Fisco, I'm curious if you have anything to, to add to that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think education in the cosmos, uh, to bring it back a little bit to the initial question, is going to be most important on the adoption side of things. So like to have to have the community be able to really drive from kind of like what you said, that warm and fuzzy, but like to come in and have community members help train up other new community members that are getting involved, whether it's DeFi, gaming, um, or just general knowledge about the interchain, I think is super valuable and something that the Cosmos really has uh, that sets it apart. And there is, at least in the circles that I've played in, in the Cosmos, I feel like a real sentiment around community-based education where people love to help one another out. So I think from a user adoption side of things, that's going to be invaluable moving forward as the Cosmos continues to grow. Uh, having that community-focused version of education um, it, that's a lot more natural, it feels more welcoming. Uh, and I think that really lends towards building strong community of people that get deeply involved in the Cosmos and people that that stay around and stick around for the long term. So I think as far as education in the Cosmos, that's one of the biggest things is adoption and retention that it really it really helps for of bringing people in that get plugged into communities and and stay yeah that's a that's a super good point of when you create a community that is able to answer the technical questions the 
the the opportunity cost of actually joining the community goes way down because you don't have to find a specific person or specific someone that is the only person or maybe there's a group of people that only know how things operate if you can create a community sentiment of understanding and and have them be a knowledgeable base and a resource for new community members the the adoption curve can can hockey stick pretty much because there's no again large opportunity cost or technical adoption that you need to that you need to make because it's very accessible it's very easy to be onboarded and to to join these communities so i like that i like that point a lot um to pose the next question so specifically to kind of create this environment where communities are technically knowledgeable easily adaptable and and easily onboardable for new members carter we've kind of mentioned this a little bit but like into the interchain, like specifically, what are we looking to accomplish here? I, I believe that into the interchain uh, is an opportunity it's for any projects that wants to come and talk about their project in depth um, with everyone in a very accessible way in the form of, of, of Twitter spaces is, is really what we're going to be focused on. Um, I think especially in a, in a bear market, when things can, can kind of get a little depressed and communities can start to feel a little isolated. I think more than ever, it's important within the IBC community for people to focus on collaboration and knowledge sharing and like teaching each other's communities about each other's products and values and ethos and history. I think like all those things are, are net, net positives. Um, and like, it's one of those things that no, no matter what market conditions are, your community can always continue to understand the product and the vision better and better and better, right? Such that that onboarding experience and that, that open door, that welcome mat is, is extremely large no matter what. Um, and I think communities that are friendly and focused on that knowledge transfer in the middle of like depressed macro conditions, I think they really stand out. Um, I think having a community built on on hope and knowledge in an environment that disagrees with both of those that they just kind of says, "Hey, give up, walk away um i think uh I think that stands out, and I think Cosmo stands out in that sense that you know there was Cosmoverse in Colombia. I know this was talked about on the bankless podcast fifteen hundred people in the in the middle of a in the middle of a bear market all coming together to talk about like what can we build how how can we change this future and the focus lying squarely on the tech and what can actionably be done you know and, I, and that's that's kind of what into the interchain is all about is pulling people together um teaching them and allowing you know these projects to to collaborate yeah i think what you said about about like creating the sentiment is is one of the most important pieces the the knowledge transfer the ability for communities to to be knowledgeable about their own product and other people and other projects products is really important but the the sentiment piece of collaboration and working together and making sure that everyone is included is is very important especially in times of of downturn or or like you said like everyone's in a slightly depressed state and just macro conditions and so i think it's really important to kind of foster the the environment and and create that for people to to feel invited and to feel welcome to discuss their products discuss their projects 
And then also, like you said, learn about these other projects that are maybe doing the same thing, maybe doing different things uh, or potentially doing the same thing, but slightly different. And it's just a, it's a good place to educate yourself. It's a good place to, to come and enjoy the company that you can spend time with. But Cisco, I, I also would love your opinion as well. What card are you on? I would, I would just jump in really quick and say, like, one of the things I really want to challenge the in, into the Interchain series on is I really, I, we really want to, you know, touch on what, what are the biggest challenges that have to be overcome, right? I, I think, like, the, the history of every, every chain and every project, there's, there's things to be learned from everyone's journey in crypto. Like, I think that's, like, the favorite question I always ask is, like, what brought you to crypto? Right. That's always like a unique, there's a unique answer for darn near every single person. And simultaneously, like, what is the biggest problem to overcome for your individual project? There's always going to be unique answers to that. And I really want us to dig into the heart of the problems that are being solved here and why they're meaningful. Um, if we, if we can do that and really dig into the nuance of it, I think it's, it's just a very, very rich, there's a richness there that we can dig into that's going to be beautiful. So. Yeah, Fisco, if you if you have anything to add to that or, or want to state anything else, go ahead. I think it's covered. <laughs> no worries. Cool. Carter, I agree. I agree. If we if we can conceptualize the history, maybe the mistakes that have been made, what has changed, and then what moving forward everyone can do to be more successful in the space. I think that's a super, super powerful thing that we can that we can kind of bring together and in, in foster in, in that environment as well. So in in kind of talking about like history of projects, maybe things that went wrong, maybe things that weren't done as as well as they could have in hindsight, I guess how how are we going to be approaching these situations? I want to make sure that the community knows that we're going to be approaching them as is as neutral as possible and just being very objective and being being as kind as possible as well. So I guess my question to you, Carter and Fisco, and, and potentially myself if need be, but how are how are we gonna conceptually approach these things as in a as in a neutral way as possible? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I think that just goes back to the heart and sentiment of what into the interchain is going to be, which is a community space for just learning together, uh, hearing stories, sharing, sharing history. Um, and that really, like, I would love to think that it kind of like goes back to like old, like Greek forums and, and community debate and community discussion where we can just hang out and all objectively together discuss our histories in crypto, the future that we see and collaborations um, in the entire Cosmos ecosystem. So for, for me, at least, it's really just we're, as Shade Protocol, happening to be the ones that are, that are sitting down and talking with a bunch of different people. And we're super lucky to be able to do that. Uh, so as, as this continues to develop and we've talked to more and more people, it's just really all about sharing across, across um, the Cosmos knowledge and stories. So. There's, there's definitely times where we'll, we'll have different histories or maybe, maybe different perspectives coming in on things, but the real sentiment is just open discussion and learning for the entire cosmos. So that's, that's at the heart of what Into the Interchain is going to be seeking to develop. And for the most part, it's just us creating a space for that to happen. So 
really looking forward to all of these conversations. And Carter, I see you unmuted there, so I can I can pass it off to you as well if you've got opinions on that. Yeah, no, I want to piggyback off of that. I think that's a great answer. I think Cosmos is extremely unique for this type of series because the app chain thesis essentially means that it's like a hyper rapid experimentation, right? Like app chains, every single app chain has its own set of governance, right? It has its own set of validators. It has its own specific community. And so we're spinning up all these different microcosms rapidly. I, I think it's like 40 plus at this point in, in the cosmos. And that number is guaranteed to double, triple, quadruple like uh, in 2023. So, and if you, if you think about that, um, it means everyone's running these experiments, but there's components of the experiment that are the same across all of them. It's like infrastructure problems. You have the, the governance side of things and you have kind of value accrual ethos and differentiation. And so I think like we have a super unique opportunity specifically on the governance front to, to pull in people from their own chains and have people like shared like <laughs> the problems that are encountered because every chain has its own community with its own ethos. Then they're all, you know, governance, but governance and Cosmos, Cosmos SDK like has shared components. And so I think Shade Protocol, you know, running into the interchain has an opportunity to like unify people across the cosmos in a really interesting way and to focus on like what it means to improve, improve governance, what it means to improve collaboration between communities that are super decentralized. And there's a lot of entropy with like more centralized actors and protocol leaders. Like these are very real problems that are also mirrored in the real world, right? Like governance is the ultimate human problem, like organizing people, in a fair, equitable, efficient, productive manner is like the ultimate test of, of, of mankind in many ways. So I'm super pumped to pull all these different leaders from separate communities, bring them into a neutral forum and a neutral space where they can share their story, share their core problems. And like, let's create a dialogue. Like, let's challenge each other. Like, what, what, can, be, what can be learned here? I, I think like we need people challenging each other in a healthy respectful way and we'll definitely be very neutral moderators in that sense and so separate from governance as its own like subcategory um i think then there's like the 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 history of what it means to create standards that unify everyone and like i know like all the different uh, teams in the in the parent hub with cosmos like there's there's so much richness and nuance there and i would love for us to be able to dig into like the history of the decision-making that the, the parent hub has made and the parallels that can be drawn back to like the history of the internet and some of the, the debates and observations that can be made around that. Um, like challenging the, the, the direction of, of the Cosmos SDK, of Cosmosm, of all these things. And like having the builders themselves, the app builders themselves, having a dialogue with the people that are creating those standards. I think like there's a lot of room for opportunity there too. So those, those are a couple of my thoughts. We really, we can take into the interchain in so many directions, but it comes down to there are hundreds of experiments that are going to be happening in parallel. How can we pull people across these different experiments, unify them in a single forum and have everyone walk away with something fresh and, and uh, productive from the conversation. Yeah. I think those are, those are two beautifully worded and, and thought out answers. Um, I think those in, in kind of 
encapsulate exactly what we want to accomplish here, how we want to accomplish it, and moving forward, what we hope will be the end result. So I just want to pose if Carter, you have any questions for Fisco and I, or Fisco vice versa, if you have questions for Carter and myself, um, we should ask them to each other now, and then we can kind of focus uh, a little bit more into the community side. Uh, and I see two community members in this call who I think we have a great opportunity uh, to invite to the stage and, and kind of discuss briefly uh, a little bit about that Cosmos sentiment and, and what we can start to, to look into. I guess my question would be, you know, what's the story that's trying to be told with into the interchain? Like if people listen to 10, 15, 20 of these, these interviews or these Twitter spaces, like whatever this kind of idea turns into, what is the story and thread that is unified across all of them? That would be my, my, my question and my, and my challenge. Yeah, I think, go ahead, let's go. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to jump in and say uh, the for the first thing that always comes to mind for me when I when I think about any sort of collaboration across the cosmos is just development of community. Uh, I think with the cosmos, we've got a really unique opportunity here, where it's the cosmos in general is kind of pre like industrial size, so we're at a place where. The community that we develop now is going to move move into the future and with with the cosmos as as it grows. So if we can continue to develop a sentiment of community, of collaboration, of partnership, of sharing sharing knowledge, of working together through different community forums like this, uh, through cross chain collaboration in general, I think that really sets up the actual kind of ethos of what the cosmos is to as it continues to quote unquote industrialize or, or, or grow um it's it's set up to to grow in a healthier way in a more community-based way and in a collaborative way so it's so one's kind of like that that rudder of moving the cosmos forward in that community sentiment so to, to, to paraphrase that i just heard into the interchain wants to be a cultural hub that maintain and maintains and pushes forward cosmos's core values regardless of what stage of growth we're in a hundred percent yeah i i think i i would echo that a hundred a hundred times over the the thread that i want spun uh with into the interchain is is the ability for someone to come in and listen to all of these episodes however many there are however many there end up being and be able to progressively see thought leaders community members coming together discussing what has been what, what have we experienced? What has gone wrong? What has gone right? What have been our successes and failures? And how are we looking at them today to move the cosmos forward and move, move the thoughts and ideas and the processes to become more success, successful? Excuse me. And like Fisco said, the, the cosmos isn't really in that industrial stage that, that other ecosystems, that other, other companies and businesses are in, right? It's, it's still very young, and I, and I don't think a lot of people fully take that into consideration. And so I, I, want, this, I want this Into the Interchain series to, to really encompass how is the cosmos addressing, and then how are they moving forward? Is, is, it, is it Portland that has the kind of saying for their city of 
keep Portland. What is it? Or maybe it's Austin. Yeah, Austin no, that weird. is that is Portland. It's keep Portland weird. Is there? Austin's uh, got the same thing too. Both of them, but we, okay. we want to keep keep the cosmos degen. Like obviously, as we <laughs> as we grow, we want to onboard institutions, and we want it. We want to have that real world adoption. But at the at the heart of it, we're a bunch of degens still, and we want to we want to cultivate that community. I think. As long as as long as they don't do anything too crazy, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think both of those, um, Carter. I think that was a great great question to ask, uh, Fisco. Do you have anything to ask uh, of Carter and myself? This is just a maybe maybe item for the community that would be helpful. How frequently are we going to do this? What's the what's the goal for onboarding? Um, who are we interested in aiming at at the beginning? Kind of what's the initial direction we're thinking for for this? Yeah, so I think, like like Carter and I have always said, uh, and I think everyone else agrees, and I think we've actually said this on other Twitter spaces as well, but scoped experiments are awesome. And so I think a very scoped experiment of we're going to start with these once a week. It's going to replace the uh, current current slot for our Twitter spaces on Wednesdays at this time. And it's going to be this series and we're going to start it. We're going to educate the community about it. And we're, we're going to see how it goes in terms of attendance, in terms of conversation. And for your second part of the question, Fisco, who we're targeting to start, I would love to target Osmosis. I would love to target Kujira, considering their, their past history and, and what they've had to overcome and, and accomplish in the past nine months or so. And I would love to I would love to target just very direct cosmos chains that are in the public eye currently and and what are they doing? And again, we can go into all of the things that we've discussed. But my my two wonderful starts uh, would be Osmosis and Kujira uh, and then obviously moving into to every other project that exists on the cosmos. But uh, for me personally, that would be my, that would be where I would start. That's interesting. Cause I actually have a, I have a different answer <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the spirit of cosmos in the spirit of disagreement. Um, I would love for us to formulate like a panel type of a deal where we pull three or four, three or four like founders or app builders from totally different smart contract ecosystems uh, in within the cosmos and then have like a high level high level discussion like i think i think a really interesting one would be like a debate and discussion on the state of of cross chain smart contract calls like what's actually doable and what's not actually doable what are the what are the real constraints and what can be done to solve them right like a super real problem that impacts every single cosmos chain and you grab thought leaders and developers from different ecosystems you drop them in the same room you have an agenda and we just let them go at it, you know? So I think there's like so many different directions we can go. We can specifically target, you know, singular, singular app chains, or we can try to formulate larger discussions between the different chains. And I would love for it to be a combination of, of both. I have no rebuttal. <laughs> I would, <laughs> I would definitely agree. Um, so yeah, more than, more than happy to, to approach it in any sort of way that is, is, seemed best as a best fit uh but yeah fisco i guess thank you thank you also a very good question um if we don't have any more questions between the three of us which i think we're all good correct 
I'll take the silence as a as a resounding yes. All right. Um, then I guess let's start on the community side uh, of the of the call a little bit. Um, and like we were mentioning previously, Carter, I would love to invite uh, both Terra Spaces uh, and Sefi up to up to kind of discuss one Terra Spaces, kind of how you've just viewed the cosmos as a whole. Obviously, like you are you are a very key pivotal person in in all spaces that kind of exist in the cosmos so one would love to hear your opinion um and then both of you are just kind of ogs as as well uh and so it would be wonderful to just kind of have you guys on here as as the introductory uh to this to this series but yeah i'd, I'd, I'd love to know from their perspective like what they would want to see from something because they're they're both big Twitter space attendees, and so I want to know like what type of discussion do we feel like the cosmos is lacking? And I would love for into the entertain to be part of that value creation for the larger cosmos with those discussions. Absolutely. Hey, morning, guys. Um, yeah, Finn has become like kind of the almost like a historian of uh, events over the past year or two, and like uh, I think sort of has intuitively discovered that like nobody's keeping a record of anything going on <laughs> and uh he's taken it upon himself largely on a volunteer basis with a a lot of work to sort of like record a lot of interesting combos between people and a lot of it obviously is just shit posting and bullshit too but like um yeah some of the interesting conversations he's picked up um have been very important i think yeah, absolutely. I like I liked how you said he's he's basically the historian of the cosmos um, in regards to conversations that have happened in between very yeah, interesting he, thoughts. He, he kind of compared himself, I think, one time, which is probably accurate to that. Um, you know, in uh, Ready Player One, you know, there's that like librarian character or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, he's yep. kind of like playing that character in a sense, and which is cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every, it's funny how like everyone can find their niche doing something interesting within these kind of like greater communities. There's like tech people. There's people that, like you said, um, probably need to be like more involved in like the governance angle. And, you know, there's like in the real world, there's like actual whole degrees in things like political science and, um, you know, like uh, military colleges for things like warfare and stuff like this, there's like, in my profession, like in the medical community, there's like a whole realm of how you communicate with people. Um, if you guys have paid attention to the crazy, uh, like, uh, banter between like people like Jay Kwan and, um, and, uh, and Jacob Gedikian, <laughs> as far as like, just like you take two people that have like things like bipolar or elements of paranoid schizophrenia and you put them in a room together this is what you get on the internet too so like the tricky thing is like there is a lot of genius out there um and i found in my life that actually you know how there's this like push towards quote-unquote tolerance you know like this wokeism tolerance thing i find that in the real world like most people can't tolerate shit like <laughs> the reality is is that like it's one thing to say you tolerate certain things about your community certain people within it but the reality is, is like in you get these weird dynamics where I think some things you just can't tolerate because they just break from the ethos entirely. Right. And then there's other things that you have to learn to tolerate, because if you don't, you can't get to like the golden you know, nugget in the middle or whatever. <laughs> like so you can't throw away a human being um, outright. 
but then at the same time, it's really, really difficult to work with crazy. And um, I think you'll see that throughout the internet. It's been that way throughout like the internet's history through the dark web and all sorts of fuckery that's gone on. <laughs> and, um, and it's, I've, I've learned some things too. Like as my stupid Twitter account has gotten bigger, it's like, now you just can't say whatever the hell you feel like it anymore, which is another weird problem. It's like, um, like it, like there is this sort of like inappropriate amount of credence paid to people with, um, a certain amount of following. And there's sort of like, uh, I don't know, like this sort of like unnecessary amount of like authority placed on people that can do this sort of thing. And I, and, uh, that can be good or bad, I suppose, depending on the case. Um, but yeah, I've just been learning a lot about, um, this, like through, communicating as a physician uh related to stuff like imagine being a lung doctor having to communicate about covid and vaccines and whatnot with like cities and hospitals and things of that nature which i had like a role in um like the signal to noise ratio with communities um becomes really a, a complicated problem to navigate and i think you guys will all realize this if you do this long enough um it, whether it's in tech and business and like whatever it is. And I think this uh, like community building uh, thing actually gets really hard after a certain scale. So like you guys said, like while it's early, you have the most serious proponents of your particular blockchain, your particular idea, your ideology, whatever it is. And it's beautiful that you can create that in Cosmos um, but it, it does tend to also lead to sort of like fragmentation into little micro cults, as you might imagine as well. And, um, yeah, how to navigate that whole mess, um, ends up being very Darwinian. It's like whichever ideas are really good survive and the ones that really aren't tend to just die off eventually. And I think you just have to trust the process. I have a general tendency to sort of like remain generally hopeful about humanity. Like that's my, my, my bias. And the reason for that is just look around. Like, it's amazing with all of the chaos and mayhem in the world that we have the world we have, right? Like civilization somehow has done all of this despite us or whatever. So I, that's that's why I kind of tend to remain relatively optimistic. I think it's mentally healthier as well. Um, the people that are always like paranoid or completely like complaining about everything. Um, there's a room for those people. There, there's space for that. Like, there need to be critics and everything too. But like, sometimes I can just detract from actually accomplishing anything at all. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just rambling. <laughs> so no, I like it. I think, I think one thing I've, I've noticed about, I mean, I think you, you called it the, the quote unquote crazies. You can call them. I view them as they're like Mike, they're, they're thought leaders within a little micro community with a certain subset of followers that are willing to be contradictory or, um, not they don't necessarily adhere to that micro communities rules surrounding communication and i think the reason why like something like into the inner chain is interesting if we do it right is like those people have a lot of value to add to the conversation but oftentimes they end up hurting hurting themselves and their cause and their view in the process of that communication because there actually isn't like a structure to that communication so I think like if there was a space that was really well run, very sharp with like code of conduct, you can like essentially build a culture around like, hey, the, here's this platform. 
but you're going to have to be really sharp and it's going to have to be focused on like solving the problem and the actual ideas themselves. And you essentially don't allow this subset of super smart people that aren't necessarily don't operate well in a world where anything can be communicated at any time, I guess, to, to a degree, like the world of Twitter where you're like one tweet away from a conflict. But if you can actually give like a, a room for those people that's extremely well moderated, handled with like an agenda and a plan, then there's like a lot of value to be had and actually a lot of diplomacy to be had, a lot of peacemaking to be had and a lot of uh, momentum that can be, can be created, can be created from it. Cause there are so many brilliant quirky people in the cosmos and a lot of it, like you said, can, can devolve into their own little micro cults, lack of productivity, bad things happen. People can be at each other's throats. And I, I just, I'm of the opinion, a lot of that happens and a lot of it's self-inflicted and it doesn't have to be. If, if there are cultural hubs in the cosmos, in the form of something like into the inner chain that can help those people not self-inflict. So I mean, that's like a very, like, I don't know, does, does that make sense? Steffi? Yeah. Like if you, like, if you've never been to say, for example, uh, I don't know, a scientific conference or like a medical conference, like, um, you know, I, I do these kinds of things like as a norm, as part of my career, right? Um, there's sort of an ethos. There's a um, like a code of conduct. There is sort of a professionalism that goes with that. And, um, you know, you can have your various opinions, but like the if, if you they're not based in some sort of data or driven by some sort of um, like specific vision that makes any sense like the crowd's going to get bored very quickly. <laughs> like the, uh, you know, you can't bullshit that crowd very easily, especially at a very high level. Um, whereas on the internet, the thing is like, you have just a little bit of everybody. Imagine the general public just showing up at like, I don't know, uh, American college of chess physicians conference or society of critical care medicine conference and just carrying on. Right. Like it'd be just complete nonsense. <laughs> so that's another thing about, sort of internet communities is is that like it's easy to assume that just because you participate like that like i know what i'm talking about regarding everything crypto or something like that right like it's a weird it's a weird sort of self-affirmation uh that happens and um i don't know i don't know what the answer to it all is that does kind of go with the the thing that you hear all the time in in DeFi of the little bit of a joke of everyone's a uh, everyone's an economist um and it and it really depends on a whole lot of factors of whether or not there's there's validity in individual um awesome oh it looks like we lost fisco yeah um, for a second there <laughs> well that's all right i can uh, i can continue i can continue his thread really quick before, before we jump into something else like essentially i think there is like this interesting paradigm of every anyone who's a stakeholder has a voice and then i think like human cognitive bias says that like well my voice is equally as important as someone else and so then there's like this really interesting philosophical question of do you treat every stakeholder the same and i think like uh cosmos has definitely fostered the concept like i would say for the most part that that answer is yes but then like the practicality of that and the execution of that the answer to that is no so yeah, this is where like there's very interesting philosophical questions tied to yeah what do you, what happens when you have a quote unquote general public walking into a physicians conference and 
it's it's an interesting analogy to to draw. One thing I will say though is that a lot of concepts in blockchain with economics that anyone can can learn them, right? So it's like the ideas are more accessible than like a position where you have to spend, you know, a decade of your life to to like be integrated into this culture and this language. Blockchain's definitely more accessible, I think some of the fundamentals. So the door the door the door is bigger, but then um people don't know what they don't know and so like that that's kind of a universal problem wherever wherever you go when you gather people to have a have a discussion so and there's there's egos and there's biases and all those all those lovely things i'm amongst some traffic so hopefully you can hear me okay but i think that's why it's so important that like any blockchain any project has almost a vision or a constitution that it doesn't veer from and like that is the goal of that particular sub community right um if you if you have that so framework to begin with, like, let's say the, the, the ethos of the secret network is, you know, a preservation of native privacy, for example, or shade protocol is like the idea of creating like a, uh, a, a privacy quasi stable coin or something. Then like, as long as you make the core of the discussion about a particular protocol, a particular ecosystem, like always you get back to that, then I think you have the basis for something um, as opposed to letting things veer off into la la land and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Awesome. Uh, well, Sefi, I appreciate you coming on here, uh, and, and having an open discussion with us. I know Finn can't actually speak, uh, to, at, at this time, his recorder is set up on a desktop and he just doesn't have access to speak, unfortunately. Um, but we'll make sure that we let him know, uh, next time so he can get on here. And, and kind of explain the, the historian role that he has in the cosmos. Um, but I would love to open this up to uh, any other community members that, that either want to discuss a little bit about the cosmos uh, and kind of what we've been talking about, or if you have a project that maybe we didn't mention uh, or haven't mentioned yet that you would love to see kind of Shade Protocol partner with into the interchain and, and have that open discussion, I uh, would love to also hear those suggestions uh, that anybody has as well. So if you if you have those suggestions, if you want to contribute to the conversation, uh, raise your hand and, and we can definitely bring you up here. And, and one more potential question for the audience too is what what types of discussions do we mm. feel are currently missing in the cosmos? Yep. Hmm. It seems like nobody has questions. Carter and Sefi just covered everything that that's ever I'm needed kind of, to be talked about. Uh, sorry, I'm kind of like... If you're talking to me, I'm kind of like preoccupied at the moment. Oh, give me no, that. no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> All right. To be fair, this was a high level intro to the this type of content we're going to be making. So not very true. Not not necessarily the sexiest Twitter space of all time. We'll have more <laughs> focused topics in the future. I do think there's got to be at least one person in the audience that's listened to a crap ton of Cosmos content and is like, yeah, I feel like there's a certain type of content that's missing. There's there's got to be some person here that has an opinion on that and yeah maybe we can suggest buckets as well are there are there conversations about governance missing are there conversations about tokenomics missing are there like actual technical conversations that that we don't think are being covered like these are just some buckets that we could consider uh as to like what conversations are missing from the cosmos and then we can also again if someone wants to suggest the project that they would love for us to reach out to and, and bring onto this space to have those conversations specifically i'd love to i'd love to hear anybody's suggestions as well 
I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of emojis, but no, no raised hands here. <laughs> oh man! Well, we could break. We could break a record. We could. We could shut the Twitter space down before noon for the first time in the history of the. <laughs> God forbid! God forbid! God forbid! We stop early. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I guess we could. Oh, Melch requested. Awesome! I was. Oh, say, Melch, I'll bring, in. I'll bring Melch up. Go. We actually old we faithful. Actually had, <laughs> we actually had some some serious shit good shit go down in the office today of of in in regards to product and so we uh we do have some stuff to do today which is which is actually really really cool but we will bring melch up um and then we'll probably leave it as just him asking a question and then we can cut it here but melch you should be on welcome man <laughs> no uh, <laughs> i'm curious uh and i definitely hope TerraSpace unmutes because i think he's a great guy for for doing this and he's been recapping all of our spaces as well um but one that one that i think and i'm curious if you guys have seen it or if TerraSpace has but it doesn't seem like a lot of people they're all talking about you know cosmos we're all in this together we're let's help each other out um but then you find it's pretty cutthroat it's like how am i going to get ahead how do you how does shade or how do you guys facilitate a different discussion where it's you know this is how it's a win-win right like everything goes back to the shade token not every shade uh protocol has a different token right it's kind of that mentality so then how do you drive that mentality amongst projects in the cosmos instead of just you know what's in it best for me because my project needs to stay alive and again maybe TerraSpace has seen this on on other stuff but i, I find it lacking three, three three observation three observations i think that's a wonderful question and that's goes right to heart the heart of some of the problems um i would say liquidity is competitive Idea share should always be collaborative, though, even though liquidity is competitive. I think like the idea that we can bring new ideas to the table and like have them challenged makes your own ideas and your own thesis on what you're building stronger. Um, so I think that is something that's universally can be shared across projects. And I also think when you bring two communities into the same space, if you believe in like what your project is building and doing, then like you're going to capture some of the other projects community and vice versa, right? You're essentially like cross pollinating your communities with each other. Um, and in, in, in a, in a, a bear market where communities cannot be easily, like we're not exactly like attracting brand new audiences from outside of the cosmos. Like we are to a degree, but I think like every project understands the value of, of cross collaboration and cross pollination. I think there's like minimal downside to that. I do think you've pointed out the elephant in the room, which I think is like liquidity itself is very competitive. I think that's like the the cutthroat piece that underlie underlies everything in in crypto is like liquidity is king, and competition and plays around that liquidity are always going to be competitive. But those other two components I've mentioned, I firmly believe are always net positives, and we can focus on those two things as being the heart of the discussion. Um, I'm not sure how you get around the fact that liquidity is competitive. You know, that, that's just like, a, it's a, I guess it's the measuring stick of success to a degree. And so people are always going to be fighting over, over that commodity. I mean, I think the, the, always the general, the general quote, right, Cart, is uh, mercenary, capital is mercenary. And it, and it goes where it can, it can make the most of itself pretty yeah. much. So I feel, I feel the same that it's always going to be an issue uh to some extent but i agree with melch that it 
I don't think it should be the issue that's focused on because I feel like it can be mitigated to to some degree uh, and and not presented as as aggressively um, as it as it may have been. Uh, Red, I will bring you up here as well, um, just to have you ask a brief question and then and then we will jump off here. But you should be on stage. Hey guys, can awesome. you hear me? Yes, sir. Awesome. Um, my what I really wanted to kind of mention is more an observation on the general uh, cosmos and then something I think that Shade is doing rel- well that other groups are not. Uh, something that I've noticed within the uh, cosmos ecosystem is that a lot of projects that are launching have very unsustainable economic models attached to them. And I think that is a twofold uh, problem. One of this is just um, potentially a lack of vision of where this project will go and what it will look like in the future, but also a lack of focus on bringing this product application tooling to real world use cases outside of crypto. Um, Because I think if we're thinking about how we're going to onboard the next wave of users and kind of usher in this new wave of adoption, I think that's going to come from outside of the crypto sphere, like getting these products and the utility uh, that they offer available to, I guess, like average people who aren't aware of crypto. And I think that's something that Shade is doing really well with their kind of vision for what Silk uh, is to be in the future and how they're going to be able to facilitate the vision of Silk with Silk Pay, with uh, Shade Lend, um, and, and a few other things that they're building out. But to me, one of the things I see lacking within the Cosmos ecosystem the most is this uh, vision towards real world adoption outside of just this crypto sphere. Because I feel like a lot of DeFi is just playing money games um, and where we really start to see real value uh, accrual and growth is through the adoption outside of crypto, where we're not really playing these money games anymore. And I'm just really happy to see that Shade is focusing on this, it makes me feel good as an investor and also someone who wants to contribute to the protocol. So just a thumbs up for me on uh, keeping, keeping uh, a proper vision, long-term vision. It's, it's, a, it's actually, uh, we had an advisor recently ask us, uh, what friction point are you solving for everyday people? And I think if you ask like 99% of like projects in crypto that question, it, it, it's like it's, they'll be hard pressed to actually answer like, how are you making someone's life easier? You know, like what, what, like what is the general, genuine sustainable service that you're providing for, for a mom and pops? You know? Exactly. And to be fair, like there's many of products in this world that are for very specialized users, but Personally, when I signed up for crypto, it was, to, it was not just to have this little digital world that was super siloed off from everything else. Like, I, I believe in a world where crypto is part of our everyday life and, and finances um, tangibly with, with merchants and commerce. Like until crypto bridges to everyday commerce, then the vision isn't complete from my perspective. And I know I'm not alone in that. I mean, I think that was Bitcoin's original vision too. And we've, we've had... We've had hiccups along the way, and that's its own massive discussion that in some ways boils down to the fact that people don't like to host their own servers, but that's like just like a law of the internet that's very complicated. Um, but long and short, I agree with you, and maybe that's one of the challenges that we bring to into the interchain is like, what, um, what friction point are you solving for everyday people? 
And maybe by even just posing that question on a regular basis to the cosmos, we begin to slowly but surely shift the lens towards the enterprise adoption and like everyday people adoption. Like that's, that's, that, the, that, that subset of users starts to take up a bigger portion of the conversation as opposed to like, how does Cosmos compare to Ethereum? You know, those types of thought processes. Yeah, I, I personally love that question. And, and it's always like on the forefront of my mind of what's the actual give a shit factor about moving into this unsiloed web two web 2.5 space and actually like bringing adoption to what crypto is supposed to be and like carter said not just creating this little space where some very specific use cases and and user bases are just existing without actual implementation into the real world uh so i i personally love that question i could sit here and probably talk and ideate for a very long time and it might actually be like that's probably one of the buckets like what is this project doing to make sure that sustainably you're moving in the right path for actual user adoption? Uh, and so it's always, yeah, that <laughs> as a marketer, uh, that's, that's definitely how my mind works. But uh, Red, thank you for asking that question. Um, it's definitely a very important bucket that I think hasn't been discussed enough, uh, along with all the other ones as well. But um, I think we are at the end. We're actually going to cut it short this time for once. But uh, there's four minutes left. Again, I just want to thank everyone for, for joining the Twitter space, uh, joining this new series and coming along with us and kind of discovering how the cosmos is and what we can do to, to push forward and have these discussions that need to be had uh, and educate community members and, and make sure that everyone is, is on the same page moving forward. So again, just really glad to have everybody here. Um, and as always, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, shade underscore protocol, follow silk at silk underscore stable, uh, and make sure to follow secret network. And then when we bring projects onto here, please make sure to support them and follow those projects as well, because it's important that we're, that we're creating a fostering community. Uh, but, uh, yeah, everyone. So this is, this is the end of the first episode. We will be here the same time next week, uh, with episode one and uh, hopefully a brand new guest onto the Twitter space. But uh, until then, enjoy the rest of your guys' days, evenings, mornings, uh, whatever it is for you. Have a good one, guys. Happy New Year. See you guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Into the Interchain with Shade Protocol and Friends, recorded on Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo, I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back, doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack not everybody's always in it for the money looking like another crooked sunday and i'm working monday so you know i ain't stressing left debating great methods amazed to play inception the base state blessed see even with these huge sums of overall royalties these sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small many rights holders make 
how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund them. Pennies, 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 pennies. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Ah shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses. Now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose. That's what happens when people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music